L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. There are so many great words in the English language. Vision. Inspiration. Temptation. Which word describes me? Which word describes you? I'm Alex Schulte, and I host the podcast called One Word Stories. I want to take local Cedar Rapidians and other Eastern Iowans and find out what word describes them right now and go back in their lives and find out how we got here. This show comes out every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even Google Podcasts. Oh, and if you want more... There's an exclusive post show after every single episode on LAS+. That's like one word stories plus 15 minutes. If you want to subscribe to LAS+, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. You'll get access to ad-free episodes of one word stories and every other LAS show, bonus content like one word stories post show, and a whole bunch more. One word stories. What's your word? L-A-S. Hi, ho friends. Naomi here again. Welcome to yet another episode of The Ruckus with Naomi Ruckus Rose. As you know, this is a podcast where we talk about social topics that usually cause a ruckus on social media and cause all sorts of comment war fights. (laughs) The Ruckus is part of the LAS Podcast Network, which is home to a bunch of different local content creators here from Cedar Rapids. Well, I guess the Cedar Rapids area. Uh, So thanks for tuning in and supporting all these local creators. If you want to be even cooler and support us even more, you can head to LAS Podcast Network. I stumbled on that. Let's do it again. Head to LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. (laughs) Thank you for the claps. (laughs) The fail claps. When you go to that website, you can learn all about how you can become a super supporter and the benefits that come with it. And uh, one last thing, as always, go and leave us a five-star review. That helps people that are looking for episodes like this. That it, helps, it helps them find us. If you have something negative to say, just keep it to yourself. Practice some self-restraint, would you? Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Today, I have one of my very dear friends joining me to talk about a subject near and dear to both of our hearts. We're going to talk about kids today with my friend, Courtney. Hi, hello, friends. I've always wanted to say that. I don't know why. I think it's the coolest sign on in the world. And if you don't get stickers that say, hi, ho, friends, you're doing it wrong. Yes. You can borrow it. Fantastic. I love it. Courtney, um, I, I told you this before, so I hope you prepared. I like it when my guests kind of introduce themselves the way they want to be introduced so do you have like a, a minute long elevator pitch about Ooh, you an elevator pitch about myself bougie all right um <laughs> my name is Courtney Roshark I'm from the Cedar Rapids area 
uh, she, her pronouns. And I suppose um, I I work for the Eastern Iowa Arts Academy. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been a few years now. Um, so I work for the Eastern Iowa Arts Academy. That's where you and I first met. Yeah. For, for those listeners out there. Um, and I do some stuff at TCR. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently assistant stage managing Cinderella. Yay! Um, which just opened this last, well, when we're recording last weekend, when this comes out, I don't know, it's probably been a few weeks, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so uh, music, art, theater, nerd stuff. Stuff. That's me. That's yeah. you. Yes. I, um, I definitely need to go see Cinderella. I am so excited. Uh, pretty good if to I do see, say so myself. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you would know. <laughs> I should say so. Um, so we are going to talk about um, kids today. Yeah. And um, like I said at the top of the show, most of the topics that we talk about on this podcast are, are things that are a little uh, shaky on social media. Yeah. And you and I, I don't know... I don't know if it's just because you and I just don't have kids that we see these like comment words. I guess I you know, there's a lot of mom shame too. I hear from some of my mom friends so that there's much so much mom, mom shame. shame. So we aren't necessarily talking about that because we aren't moms. Right. <laughs> so we're we're taking it from the angle of um, those of us who do not have kids. Correct. Um, so you and I both work with kids. Yes. Like all the time. Absolutely. I I. Um, I have worked with kids like from six weeks old to adults, really, and through different avenues um, with daycare or music lessons or um, youth leader stuff. Um, and so on and so, so forth. So on and, and so <laughs> forth. Yeah. Every iteration of yes. children work, you've probably done at some yes. point. Yes. <laughs> um, and and you you as well you yeah um so most of my experience working with kids is school age kids like starting kindergarten yes um and I guess I mean I used to like teach at an after school program and like mentorship type stuff mm-hmm. um and but really I would say my my most like the most I've worked with kids is at the Eastern Iowa Arts Academy yeah um. And, and I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah. But I also love that they get to go home to their parents. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, that um, that kind of, I guess, we, we have some bullet points in front of us. And I don't know what order we're going to talk about these. But that kind of leads me to think about, like, um, uh, yes, we love kids with our whole heart. Oh, absolutely. But um, it, it is nice to go home to a quiet house at yes. night. Yes. I, yeah, it's it's hard that, like... I love kids with my whole heart. I can't see myself not having kids in my life in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I have many a niece and nephew, and I absolutely love spending time with them and Mm -hmm. hanging out with them and watching them grow and become big humans. Big humans. Um, (laughs) Well, right now they're little humans, and then they become big humans. (laughs) Um, But I also like to be able to go home and have some silence without having to pre-plan it and being able to go on vacation without taking a small human along (laughs) or having to find uh, appropriate guidance for the small children while I'm gone. So I don't know. And yeah, I mean, we'll get into it more as we 
I don't want to like well, I, stall the conversation. No, I, I, get, I think other, I think it's kind of going there naturally. But I I think I that's you know both of us say that it's great to go home to a quiet house, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that you and I are taking having kids off the table, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I I guess I don't know how much we want to talk about like our personal stories about it or I mean as much as we want to okay so like one of the one of the things that is on social media that I hate is um people first of all asking when or if you're gonna have kids I just feel like that's such a personal question because there's so many different answers well and there's so many reasons that a person doesn't currently have kids whether it's because they want to or not yep and it's it's kind of like and we kind of talked about this like when preparing for this episode it's like asking a trans person what's in their pants yes. like it's none of your fucking it's, business it's not like, like how does it affect you you know like it's there's so many other conversation points that you can like talk about with somebody without bringing up something that is most likely a sensitive topic just right. just assume listeners that that question is most likely a sensitive topic right you should always assume that that question is inappropriate so let's talk about why though like we only have our personal experience we can we can I can we can bring up some other people's reasonings um I have I mean do you want to go first with your reason yeah I guess I can go first and so I up until probably six months ago I thought I was going to have kids in the very near future Mm mm-hmm um, my partner and I got married just over two years ago. Um, and the plan was to start trying for kids as soon as we got married. And then, um, shortly before the wedding, I got very, very ill mm-hmm. and I've been kind of battling a chronic illness that I'll have for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it was still like, okay, how long do I need to be healthy before we can start having kids until, Actually, it was just like September of this year Mm -hmm. and it was, it kind of is like, well, if you want to have kids, you have to sacrifice your own health for X amount of months or X amount of time. Yeah. And so it's like, you have to let yourself be miserable, potentially end up, you know, hospitalized and on bed rest because (sighs) your body can't, can't function it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know there's a lot of people out there that say like I would do anything to have kids and I'm like but I don't know that I would do that (laughs) yeah no that's fair Um, yeah so so my my partner and I made the decision that we're we're just gonna wait Um, yeah it's not gonna be a priority right now we're gonna live our lives and do what we need to do and I'm gonna focus on maintaining my health and yeah you know doing better but um kids might not be in the cards for us yeah and we're coming to terms with that and Mm -hmm. I think that's you know, it's, we're making the choice to potentially not have kids. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm having a doctor tell me it's impossible. Yeah. It's not like I'm technically dealing with infertility, mm-hmm. but there is still a level of grief that comes with it. We're yeah. kind of mourning the life that we thought we were going to have. Right. Yes. And I don't mean that to sound mm-hmm. like you know, every, everybody's definition of grief, and maybe grief isn't the right word. I, I don't think know. It I don't is. know what word you want to yeah. use. Yeah, I think grief is like one of those words, like trauma. Like we we have we we assign it to such big emotions or big uh, like situations, but in reality, like it covers so many other aspects. Exactly. So I feel like I feel the same way with like thinking about my decision or 
maybe not decision <laughs> to have or not have kids. Your indecision. My indecision. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there is a little grief one way or the other. Like if I end up having kids, there's going to be the grief of losing my independence mm-hmm. <laughs> and my, you know, do whatever I want, whenever I want kind of a thing. Um, and saying goodbye to, uh, the way of life now, you know? Yeah. And then if, if I never have kids, there's also that grief of, this isn't how I thought my life was going to look, right. <laughs> you know, and whether I'm having a great time being kidless, there's still that grief there. Right. Knowing that life isn't turning out how you expected. Right. And there will always be people, whether it's your friends or your family or your acquaintances or whatever, like as you get older, be like, oh, you never had kids. You would have been such a great mother. I fucking hate I, that line. That, that statement is almost as bad as when are you having kids? That it, it almost hurts me worse when I hear that because I'm like all the good qualities that I have that I give to the kids in my life. Those are those are those are vital to those kids. My, right. my good interactions with kids are so valuable. So like, why would just you think because, they're more valuable if I'm a mom? Right. Like just because I'm not giving those things to my blood child. Right. Doesn't mean that I'm not still sharing those things with, with other kids who need it just as bad. Right. Yeah. And no, I, uh, so uh, people don't say that either. Don't say, oh, you would have made such a great parent. Oh, you'd be such a great mom. I might be a lot of, a lot of things. Like I might be a great firefighter, you know, like <laughs> I might be a great astronaut. Just fuck off with it. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I could be a great bodybuilder, but I'm lazy and like potato <laughs> chips. So like <laughs> we all could be a lot of good things, but that doesn't mean that we don't have amazing impacts on the kids in our lives. Right. That doesn't mean that we don't have good, even parenting advice or like we, we work with kids that we have a relationship with our kids, quote, our, our kids, our kids, um, that it's very different than the relationships that they, those kids share with their parents sometimes. Absolutely. Like we get some, some details. It's, it's somehow this weird balance of like, being a mentor and a role model, but also mm-hmm. being their friend because yeah. we don't have to be their parent. Yeah. And we get to hear and see things that some parents will never or haven't yet learned about their kids. Right. And, um, you know, on social media, I've run into, you know, situations where, and even in real life, where parents um, will say, will basically dismiss what I have to say or dismiss my advice or dismiss my ideas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where it's Because like, I'm not a mom. Oh, well, you don't have kids. You'd never really understand this. <laughs> right. And that is, it's a totally valid statement in a, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. it is. there, And there are a lot of things that I will never give my opinion on. Because yes. as somebody who does not have kids, there's a lot of things that I will never fully understand. I will yes. never understand the level of sleeplessness that oh a parent God. goes I through. I never like, want to understand I will it. never go under, <laughs> I will never fully understand what it's like to potty train a child. Right. I, like there are a lot of things that I will never, ever judge a parent on yes. or throw my opinion out there. Yes. But. The big butt. The big butt. <laughs> <laughs> we like big butts. Yes. And it, it's just, it's one of those things where in, yeah, we like you said, we see a different view of these kids mm-hmm. and kind of on top of that, we see 
how parenting decisions affect those kids <laughs> yes we do outside of the home yes we do and you know it's like being a teacher you know when you have a kid that's an angel at school but they're a terror at home yeah well it's because school's different yep and and what we do and the time that kids spend with us is different yep and so we see a version of are our kids that mm-hmm. their parents probably don't see. Right. At least in a lot of cases. Yeah. There's a there's a guy that I like to follow on TikTok. Um, I believe his name is Abraham Piper. Um, he's this guy that like, he ne- doesn't necessarily like make videos to prove that he's right about something. I, I feel like his take is more like, hey, here's a topic. Think about it this way for a while. Mm-hmm. And kind of that devil's advocate yeah, mindset. Yeah, very like, much so. Hey, did you ever think about this from another perspective? Yes, very much so. See, see, so. So he um, has this TikTok about uh, parenting and how no parent is an expert in parenting. Well, yeah. How often do you hear <laughs> parents tell each other, like, say, you got pregnant tomorrow. How many mm-hmm. people would look at you and say, oh, well, you're never ready to be a parent until you're a parent. <laughs> yep. So then what makes you more of an expert than me? Your yep. two months of experience. Yep. And every, like his point was like, every kid is different. You know, yeah. like you might be an expert for your particular child. Yes. But you don't know how to be a perfect parent for the next child or for the next right. child. Which is why, like, which is kind of um, like to to kind of pat myself on the back <laughs> is why I like to... Um, I guess study would be a really dramatic term, but I like to read up on mm-hmm. um, child psychology. Oh, yeah. Because that's a science and that there is not much room for opinion when right. you... It's it's very fact-based. It is, yeah. And there's, there's research to support it and back it up and... Yep. You're not always going to hear the answer that you want or that you no. think you should. And that's that's how science works. That's how science <laughs> works. Just because you don't like it doesn't make it <laughs> mean it's not right. true, you know. So, like, uh, he um, he kind of was, his whole, like, TikTok was just kind of, like, everybody just settled down. Like, nobody has everything. Nobody has anything figured out, really. Right. And um, it kind of gives gives a little it gave a little space for me to be like okay me as a non-parent I do still have good things to say because even parents aren't experts so I'm not an expert either I you know probably have the time to read up on child psychology more than the average parent so like don't dismiss me I've got good things to say well (laughs) and it's like yeah like if we have you know that that book smart obviously you know, in some situations we haven't put it into play mm-hmm, right? and it might be different because your kid is different. Yes. But that's, you know, why is it okay to, you've got Mary and Amy and Mary's giving you advice because it worked for her kid, Yep. but it doesn't work for Amy's kid. Right. <laughs> but my psychology that I've studied might work for Amy's kid yep. because it's based in science, but she doesn't want to hear it from me because I don't have kids because of my I own. I don't have kids. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. And it, it doesn't work for every subject, you know? I, no, it doesn't. Don't come at me in the comments, guys. <laughs> right, right. No, but that's like, that's There the are thing. a lot of things I won't fight a parent on, okay? <laughs> right. 
I'm not going to debate with you if that's chocolate or poop. I'll let you figure that out yourself. <laughs> no, but I made, I brought up a point to you last night that <laughs> I thought was a great point that I thought we could like bring up here too is like just the based around the, you know, the, the topic that just because you and I don't have kids doesn't mean that we don't have anything to offer to the right. kids in our lives. Um, there's plenty of male doctors that are gynecologists yes. that deliver babies. They have never felt what a period cramp feels like. They have never felt what it's like to deliver a baby. Mm-hmm. They have never experienced what it's like to breastfeed. However, they have gone to school and studied and practiced right. for many years and probably no more. <laughs> I promise you that there are many of male OBGYN out there that know more about my vagina than I do. Absolutely. <laughs> At least in a scientific standpoint. Right, right. Exactly. Like, well, I, that's a good point, though. At least scientifically, they might not know what the experience is like. <laughs> I would hope not. Um <laughs> But I mean, you never know. <laughs> you never know. But that, I mean, I just, I just think it's so. I feel like some, some parents perhaps, uh, just feel a little. This is kind of snotty, but perhaps there's a little insecurity there when they see someone that who's oh, yeah. kidless have something figured out. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> I think that's a totally valid point because I think most of my friends that are parents have expressed some level of insecure. I mean, like, it would be hard to not be insecure when you've constantly got people throwing things your direction. Yeah. Whether it's your, the teachers at the school or your grandmother or your best friend or a stranger on Facebook mm-hmm. telling you that you're doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I fully understand that, like, if I were a parent and I had a non like a a child free person come and be like hey you should do this thing and not give any explanation as to why they think that that's a good thing to do I'd probably tell them to fuck off right yeah I I I totally get where some of those parents are coming from and being skeptic yep I worked in sorry were you gonna say something I saw you take a breath okay good I worked in daycare for a few years and um these two moms in particular stick out to me um One was a mother of um, three kids under the age of three. And she's so busy. Praise her. Two of them were twins. (laughs) (laughs) And I was in the baby room taking care of her little baby. And um, she she was a nice mom, but super condescending. Condescending as fuck. Mm. And um, I was very young and back then I looked even younger than I was and so she probably thought who is this 18 year old girl taking care of my infant you know um still fuck you bitch like don't (laughs) assume that I don't know shit right but um she was just so you were taking care of your toddler siblings (laughs) at eight right right she doesn't know any different she doesn't know any different but um just don't be rude people she was just rude to me not rude she was just condescending well condescending is rude but like I never felt like she respected me um but then there was another mom she was a much older mom she kind of had like an accidental oh yeah (laughs) pregnancy in her like mid 40s yeah and um so she had uh, a daughter that was, I think, uh, like eight or something. Mm-hmm. And then she had this brand new baby and um, that I was taking care of. And I I loved her because she came in to um, 
to pick up her kid every night, ask how her baby did. I would tell her and then she would ask me questions about like, how did you get him to eat green beans today? He fucking hates green beans at home. Like, what did you do? And I'd be like taken aback. I'm like, you, you want to you want to know how I did it? Like, I I'll show you. you can't, and you're willing to accept that and, <laughs> and be polite about and it. She was thankful for it. Yes. You know, like she was like, it does take a village. You know, she would say. Mm-hmm. And I was, I felt so respected and so valued as a caretaker. Yeah. And instead of just like the other mom, I felt like the babysitter that you have to throw five bucks at, at the end of the night, yes. you know? And, um, I just felt valued and I, like, you, you know, to your point, like, not everybody is ready to hear advice from someone who doesn't have direct experience being a mother, a birth mother. But um, I I have learned weird things from people in all different sorts of ways, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and Ab- we... I, I still learn things from our kids at oh, work. Oh, me too. Every day. Me too. It's very so humbling. So many conversations <laughs> with middle schoolers where they <laughs> teach me things I probably didn't want to know. <laughs> I know it. I know it. <laughs> I um I want to get into a couple more bullet points here, but I think we have hit a, a point in the episode where we should probably take a little break and hear from some commercials and let's regroup in a couple minutes. Yeah. We should say each other's names instead to throw everybody off. Oh, that's a great idea for the trailer. All right, here we go. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Oh my God. You guys really are doing it, aren't you? (laughs) All right. I'm Jeremy. I'm Mike. What? You're still doing the false names thing? I feel like we already have a trailer going right now. This is like a fourth grade elementary school joke. Hey everybody. I'm Shane, Mike, and Jeremy. And I'm, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Hey, I'm Shane. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Mike. And this is the Groove Live Podcast. We're talking all things groove. Music, food, friends. Beer, even. All of it. Whatever brings groove into your life. How about like a tattoo artist? Would that be kind of groovy? I I would file that under groove. Construction projects. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. Here's the thing. We have a lot of friends in a lot of different avenues and a lot of different lifestyles, which means that we have a lot of cool resources to pull from of cool people that have cool stories. Every day, you get out of bed. What makes you feel alive? You know, what makes you want to own the day? Coffee. Rock music. Pokemon. Construction projects. (laughs) And you'll hear it all right here on the Groove Life Podcast. The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. New episodes release every second and fourth Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Hey guys, we're going to have a blast. Can't wait to see you guys on the Groove Life Podcast. We can't wait to groove with you. Now that sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> L-A-S. <laughs> Let's 
trying to make a Disney reference, but I, I just couldn't be quick enough. It does sound like a Disney show. Let me just find my glow stick and I'll make mouse ears. Oh, yes. <laughs> I played the wrong one. That's all right. <laughs> Wait, here you go. Yeah. The workout music. Find me leg warmers and some high top sneakers. Yes. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so um, I am in my mid 30s. And I am feeling society's uh, pressure to kind of make up my mind. Oh, yeah. You got to take care of that biological clock. Tick, 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 tick. (laughs) It's running out. It's running out of time. My eggs are just exiting my body. (laughs) Right, left. Oh, shoot. Sorry. She just took a drink. Courtney will be back with us shortly after she's done choking on her water. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's okay, fine. And we're back. Um, so, yes, I um, have gone to my all of my gynecologist appointments on time and, you know, kept on kept on schedule with my down there health. I'm doing well. Um, and I have had some great doctors um, not pressure me. With the time ticking kind of a thing. Because guess what? You still have lots of time. Because I've got lots of eggs left. It's okay. Um, Your uterus doesn't shrivel up and die at the age of 40, okay? <laughs> right. Right. 40 is not that old. It it's really, really it's not. It's really not. Like, psych- psychologically, like, your brain isn't even, like, fully mature until you're, like, 20. Right. And so I'm like, I think I want to live some adult lives and get some shit figured out before I, like, right. have shit out some kids, you know? So I... Um, you spoke a little bit about your um, potentially kidless journey. Yeah. Um, mine is not health related. And that's okay. Um, it is. I was uh, married to somebody who we had a fabulous time playing music together, being, you know, gigging musicians, and uh, we would travel a lot for it, and it just really wasn't, like, we were in each other's bands all the time, too, right. so it's not like dad could watch the kids while right. mom was it being a rock star. It didn't fit the lifestyle. And <clears throat> so we just kind of kept putting it off, putting it off. Um, I got to a point where I kind of thought I might want to settle down and have a kid or two. Yeah. Um, he, he was absolutely not. And so I was like, okay, well, I first committed to my marriage. And back then I had the view of, you know, stick with your man, you know, you made this decision together. Um, And so we didn't have kids. And that marriage, uh, (laughs) I was going to say fizzled out, but it was more like a (laughs) loud firework. A crashing halt. (laughs) Crashing halt. (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) I'm so happy I could laugh about it. I, um... I, you know, was very blindsided when he ended up um, conceiving, like, immediately. Yes. <laughs> and knowing that he did not. Well, I mean, when you path. have somebody fight you on it for so long. Yeah. and Or I guess not even fight, just disagree. Just, yeah. And then the minute that the world changes, it's like, oh, yep. I'm having a kid. Yep. And we're so happy about it. Yep. I he that's, that's tough. That's hard. Yeah, I'll I I'll let him tell his own story if he wants to, but um, it was it, it was painful for him and it was really painful for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because like I saw like it felt like my chance was done 
you know, like I'm equally as thankful that I didn't have kids with him because, um, I, I wouldn't want to co-parent with him. Yeah. And, um, I don't think you would want to co-parent with me either. (laughs) It's (laughs) a relationship that's better off with a clean break. It is. Thank God. Um, and because you didn't have kids with him, you were allowed that clean break. I am. Yes. Yeah. And mentally, uh, you know, for my sanity, I'm thankful that <laughs> yeah. that happened that way. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that I wasn't also equally depressed. Right. That he was now getting something that he didn't even really want, yes. but I wanted, <laughs> you oh, know? Oh, <laughs> yes. And um, it it's it's hard it isn't hard for me it's not hard for me one bit to see my friends around me have babies because I'm just genuinely happy for them Mm -hmm. and um you know knowing some of their struggles I'm you I I don't think anything but happiness for them right my my sadness comes from my own very personal right I like to say so I've got a couple of friends in Different but similar situations where kids are a hope but not happening at the moment or whatever iteration of that. Um, And we kind of have this thing that we say that's like, I'm happy for you, but I'm sad for me. Yeah. Um, Those things can, those two emotions can live side by side. Right, like they they can coexist. Oh, absolutely. Um, And so, you know, my, I have a really wonderful group of friends that's very supportive of each other and we we kind of have that where we like to be open and honest and we don't want to like have to hide it if we're feeling sad. Yep. And it's like, you know, sadness is the emotion that's taking over my body right now, but I'm still so incredibly happy for you. Yeah. And you know, it, it can be both at the same time. It can be. So I, um, I went to a lot of therapy about my, that topic in particular, yeah. just those emotions. Like yes. it's hard to de- decipher, you know? And, um, through some different techniques with my therapist, like, uh, she helped me come to this point where, um, like, yep, your ship has sailed. You're not going to be that 22 year old mother that you thought you were going to be when you were 15, you know, Mm -hmm. and that ship has sailed, but thank God it did. Because now in my thirties, I've come to some sort of, I was going to say awakening, but that sounds super conceited. <laughs> but, you know, I have advanced since my 20s. You're and hopefully, not the same person you were in your no. 20s. And, and in my 40s, be. I hope I'm different than when I was here in my 30s, you right. know. But she's like, isn't it cool that you have so many more tools and so many more experiences and so much more psychology behind your belt that you can be a really good old parent? Yeah, it's that idea that, like, and this this doesn't have to be a religious thing. I hear it said a lot with religious things, but like mm-hmm. just generally, like everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and it sounds so cheesy and so sh- cliche. And I think maybe it's an exaggeration. I think a lot of things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not everything, um, but like there's a reason you didn't have kids with yeah. your ex, and there's a reason that my partner and I don't have kids right now. Yeah, like there's a reason for it and like looking back if we had had kids when we first started talking about kids we'd have been so screwed oh I know me (laughs) too so many things have happened over the last two years like even excluding my health that I'm like god I'm so grateful we did not have an infant to deal with yeah right yeah and you know it's one of those things that it's like me two years ago would have loved and like we would have made it work and it would have been fine and we would love a child unconditionally 
but because we didn't have it, it's like we can afford to be a little bit grateful that we didn't. Right. Yeah. And I think those, those emotions can also live side by side too. You know, it's, it's not one of the other all the time with those emotions either. And, um, I think a lot of times (laughs) just because this is really bitchy at me, just because of what I, what I observe out in the world, I think a lot of times there's parents that just jump into being parents because that's what society expects of them and they don't do any research ahead of time they're like this is biological (laughs) here's my kid you know they just (laughs) pop them out one by one by one by one (laughs) (laughs) great things there's another one and like they have all these you know kids they're just they're uh, and just from the outside looking in it's like did you not prepare like right. these kids are not happy. You're you're not you're happy. harming them. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. I, I th- that's a whole. It's other, a, that's look, a, yeah. We can have a whole nother. That's podcast what I say every that. single episode. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. But it just but, makes me thankful that I can, like you, like you said, you know, you think everything happens for a reason, and I, like, I feel similarly, but I would word my opinion of it differently. Like, and I don't know how I would word it eloquently, but kind of like shit happens and it's it's vital to find the good right or else you're gonna fucking go crazy you you can choose to focus on why it sucks Mm -hmm. and every situation sucks on some level like yeah you can choose to focus on that or you can be like look this really fucking sucked yep but this is a half an ounce of reason why it was good. Yes. And I think that has been vital to my kidless journey thus far. Yes, absolutely. Like, I feel like I'm going to be a fucking awesome mom if I ever become a mom way more than I would have 15 years ago. Yeah. You know? But and, I have to ask. Yeah. And we kind of talked about this on the break. But like, yeah. so you're in your mid, early, mid 30s. Yeah. I never remember how old you are. I'm 35. I'm so I always think you're so much younger than you are. Thanks. <laughs> Um, so you're like your mid thirties, like I feel like late thirties to like early forties is when people are like, oh, well it's too late. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, are you going to be too old? Like, is it going to be safe? Are you Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, we kind of talked about that over the break of like, it's society puts a timeline on you. Like if you, the second you get married, when are you having kids? Yeah. But the second you hit 40, oh, you're too old to have kids, aren't you? What? I'm just, I I just, like, I'm so, um, first of all, like, none of your fucking business, you know? Like, I I just feel, like, in a broader, broader brush stroke of that whole, like, you're too old to do such and such. Like, why do, why do we have those, those opinions or those societal, I mean, like, about anything? Maybe if it was, like, 1930 and we didn't have the if we didn't have the lifespan behind us well if we didn't have the lifespan or we didn't have the medical knowledge that we do now like yep like okay yes biologically at some point it your chances go down whatever yeah but like the the percentage of people that like die in childbirth yeah these days is like a blip compared to what it's it was a hundred years quite ago. Quite low, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it's very small. Yep. Um, for a healthy person to yep. have complications. Yep. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, like, has that started for you yet? Like, have people started saying like, 
oh, Naomi, you're really getting up there. Like, Yeah, I mean, from people close to me and my family have said that. And thankfully, other people in my family had been like, shut the fuck up. That's so rude. You know? I feel like it's always that, like, well-meaning aunt. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> That's like, well, you better start trying soon. God. Sometimes it takes a while. You should start now. Um, like, I don't know that. Um, <laughs> I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> God. Like, it's not that I don't think about it every fucking day. Um, but no, it. it I, I don't have a lot of people talk about it it's just it it gets frustrating because um I am in a demographic where I'm now targeted with ads for like infertility and for freezing eggs Mm -hmm. and for finding sperm donors and I don't search any of this stuff it's just because I've hit an age that all of it's coming at me now it's your quote-unquote demographic it's my demographic because you're a childless 35 year old yeah that apparently means that you're incapable yeah (laughs) And I mean, that kind of, I don't, I don't wouldn't say it hurts me, but it frustrates me because, um, because more and more women, I sh- we should have brought those statistics up, but more and more women are waiting much longer right. in life. They want to have, they want to find a, a, a job that they love, a career that they love, hobbies that they love, a person that Absolutely. they love. They want to do all of these vacations and live life easily yeah. without being tied down by a kid. And then... Once they've lived life, figured out who they are as a person inside, then they have kids. Absolutely. And I will say, kind of on the flip side of that, yeah. Like I am in my latish twenties mm-hmm. and I'm I'm feeling like I'm getting too old really? to have kids. <laughs> but it's not because of stuff like that. It's because like all my siblings have kids already. Yeah. All of my friends have kids already. And just the people that I surround myself with, if if I were to get pregnant tomorrow, mm-hmm. my kids, you know, cousins and my best friend's kids, like my kid's going to be the youngest. Yep. And it's like, do I want my kid to grow up alone? <laughs> like, I know, right? I don't, if, if I have kids, I don't know that I would want more than one. I don't yep. know if my body would support me having more than one. Yeah. And so it's like, if they don't have cousins or, you know, my friend's kids to grow up around, yep. like, what am I doing to them? And then on top of that, it was like, I had kind of that same mindset that you did at 15, that it's like, if I'm going to be a mom, I want to be a young mom. Like, I want my kids to graduate by the time I'm like in my mid to late 40s. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, if I have kids now, I'm going to be like in my 50s when they graduate right. high school. And I think about that all the time, too. But then I also see... Thankfully, I do see more and I kind of have to hunt for it, though. I see more and more um, women like going back to college in their 50s. Oh, yeah. And I see more and more, you know, people people getting to what they wanted to do when they were right. younger. After Not that you have, have to go to college to no, do no, no. what you want to do with your no. life. Just a PSA. Thank you. Thank um. you for that. For real. <laughs> but um, but you like I'm, I'm seeing women of all ages doing Things in their lives that are society standard yes. are done younger in life. Yes, absolutely. You know? And so I, I guess, I just want to. I would just like to say, fuck all the age standards. Age is but a number, dear. <laughs> it really is. And you know, until I hit menopause, just fuck off with the ticking biological yes. clock. You know. Yeah. Um, it is not a sand. What what are those little oh, sand the, timer clocks? Yeah. Thing? What, are, what is it? What are they called? Sid, I'm like, stumbling with so many words right now. What are they called? Alex. What is it? What are those little timer things called? Like the that sand. you use for like board uh, games. Uh, a sand timer is called. Oh, 
An hour hour glass. Hour glass. There we go. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Jackson. God, how many did it take? It took took four of us. It took four of us to come up with the word. It took all four of us. It really only took one, but the three of us can say we helped. It's it's fine. (laughs) We're all in this together. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Basketball now. But, um, but I, yes, another <laughs> thing. Well, get your head in the game. Right. Focus, focus, <laughs> focus. Another thing that I think about when when I think about being the old mom, when I attend, like, if I attend, like, my kids, like, plays or yeah. their sports things, I can, like, I'm looking forward. This is my imagination if I have kids. I'm looking forward to being the old mom that is done with competing with other women I'm done with comparing myself I'm done with like all the hardships that come from being a teenager you know younger than teenager yeah up until we all kind of arrive at different ages I'm kind of getting to the stage where I can in my heart just kind of be like fuck it all I like myself the way I am it's like the idea of having a fuck it bucket but for your soul yes (laughs) the fuck it bucket for a soul that should be a sticker too Um, so So many merch ideas monetize (laughs) this Alex copyright trademark nobody can have it writing it all down (laughs) (laughs) but like is is I just I look forward to the little little aspects that I've struggled with and worked through in my younger years yes that I don't have to project onto my kid, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I, like, I can say this because my mom and I have had this conversation many times. Sure. My mom had me very young. She was 18 when she had me, and she is a wonderful human, but mm-hmm. she kind of sucked as a mom. Sure. And, like, she was, she is one of my best friends in the whole world, and she has so much great life advice for me now. Yep. But when I was, like, very young, she was still growing up. Yeah. And... You know, this goes back to my, like, everything happens for a reason. But, Mm -hmm. like, there's a reason that I was born when I was and that, you know, I got kept and whatever infinite things. Um, But even she says, like, I I grew up primarily with my grandmother Mm -hmm. and that did good things for me. You grew (laughs) up with your grandmother. I grew up with my grandmother. So my mom's mom. Yep. Um, And so she was in her 40s and 50s when I was growing up and Mm -hmm. she was able to impart so much wisdom and like life advice on me that my mom wouldn't have been able to do just because she was too young she didn't have that life advice to give yet because she hadn't lived life yet yep and so there is definitely something for something to be said for you know waiting living living a little bit of life I 100% agree with all of that but in the in the um I I always just think about how people are going to be like, oh my gosh, you said that. That's so, you know, people being pissed about (sighs) things that we say. We are not saying that young moms aren't good moms. Oh no, there are an infinite number of amazing young mothers. Yes. And I think it has more to do with your mentality than your physical age. Absolutely. I know plenty of 16-year-olds who are much more mature than my 28-year-old husband. Like, like age, again, age is but a number. It is all about your maturity and your mentality. And I thank you for saying that because I I feel like everything that I said about me, like looking forward to potentially being an old mom, is because I know who I was when I was younger. And I don't think I would have been um, as proud of myself. Right. I mean, you know <laughs> that, you better than anyone. Yes, yes. And you knowing the you that you were 10 years ago. Yes. You would, 
and I don't even necessarily think that saying you would be a would have been a not as good mother you just would have been a very different kind of I would mother. have been way different I feel like I know more like I said I think I I've learned more about like child psychology and I've like ex- not experimented that sounds horrible but in, in a way <laughs> you feel better prepared with yeah so many kids of so many different walks of right. life and you know helped not raise well in a way helped raise niece and nephews that live down the street from me well yeah I mean it's and like you said it takes a it village takes a village you're yeah. imparting yourself on those kids yep and attempting to make a positive impact no yeah. matter how small it is and I'm grateful for the experience that I was able to reap while I was younger yeah you know and I I don't want it to sound like I'm shit talking my mom either I love my mom more yeah. than words and you know, we, we've had many conversations about this and, mm-hmm. and she understands my viewpoint. I understand her viewpoint. We are in agreement that we made the best possible, de- like the best possible decisions were made yep. throughout my life. And I shouldn't say that she didn't raise me cause I moved in with my mom when I was 11. Mm. Um, but my grandma was still there. Yeah. And so like the three, it was, it was weird. Again, this is another podcast, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't I don't want it at all to sound like I'm talking shit on my mom because she's amazing, mm-hmm. um, but she also wasn't ready to parent her anyone because she wasn't ready to take care of herself yet either. Yeah, and that that makes sense. And I think it's good that you both have kind of been able to have that conversation and come to an understanding about it. You know, yeah. there's so and many. It, it took many a years of therapy. And, like I'm sure, separately yeah, yeah. for us to realize like, oh, we're both a little fucked up because of that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's so fabulous when people take when people take that responsibility, even as a child, like a product oh, yeah. of your parent. I think it's everybody's responsibility to do what they can to unprogram the things that we were programmed to believe or to act like or to do or you know. Absolutely. We have to rise above our um our childhoods sometimes (laughs) I had somebody tell me once um and this just stuck with me and I try to say it to like every kid that thinks they're a bad person Mm -hmm. your first reaction or your first thought to something is how you were programmed or how you were raised and your second tells what kind of person you are yeah I've read something similar. And that was, I'm sure that when I read that, it was much more eloquent and like sounded much more concise. No, you, you but, got it. But like essentially your first thought is your programming. Your second thought is who you are. Yep. And so whenever you're feeling like, oh God, am I a narcissist? Because this is the first thing that came to my mind or, oh God, I'm a terrible person because that joke popped into my head before I could <laughs> stop it. Like, yeah, that is your programming. That is your conditioning. That is whatever. Mm-hmm. Your second thought determines if you're a decent human being. Yeah. Something that Karen, my therapist, has helped me with, with that that very aspect. The only Karen we The love. only Karen that we love <laughs> is... Um, I'm kidding to all those people that are actually named Karen. I'm sure the you're beautiful. The good Karens, right. <laughs> but you know how, like you said, that, um, that first, that very first instinct thought that comes in... Mm-hmm. Um, Gen- a lot of times is our programming. Yeah. It's um, your lizard brain. I don't the know why they brain. call it that, yep. but it's your lizard brain. Yep. Um, sometimes it's good to investigate that yeah. first thought. And so I kind of try to ask myself. 
That's um, where therapy comes in. Yeah, that's where therapy comes in. And we that's should do where, an episode on therapy. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I would love it. That's going to be a four-hour-long lo- four episode Ooh, at least. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Two-parter. Right? But it's it's cool to be able to, um, like, figure out where and why. Like, where did those thoughts come from and why did those thoughts pop into my yes. head? And a lot of times it traces back to... Um, how how we were uh told to behave when we were younger yeah um like I have issues um trusting myself when good things are happening yes and um I don't blame that necessarily on my parent or on my parents um programming (laughs) on me (laughs) but through uh through situations that happened in childhood right um and so instead of just being like um, living with this constant anxiety of good things being taken away from me, mm-hmm. um, I can just keep asking why to myself. Yes. And usually I come to a uh, an event mm-hmm. or um, a feeling that I can recognize happening, you know, in the past. Yes. That I know, okay, this is not who I am. This is just who I was conditioned to be as a teenager. Right. And it brings me a little bit of peace, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's where like some of that child psychology stuff comes on, into play. And I think, um, I think, in relation to that whole topic that you brought up, um, I follow this. Uh, I think she's called the holistic healer, or the either she this either it's that one or the millennial therapist. I forget which one, but they talk a lot about your inner child, and um, how. Uh, how it's important to address our inner child when yes. we when we are feeling like scared or uneasy or depressed or whatever negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to yourself like you would talk to an adult that needs to take care of a kid. You know, like if you if you were if you Courtney could go back to your six year old Courtney. You would talk to her sweetly and patiently and, you know, uh, love and comfort, you know. Right. And we as adults, I think. um, We get so mean to ourselves. We get so mean to ourselves. And I know, like, it's it sounds like hokey shit, but, like, our brain really needs it. Our brain really needs that good parenting throughout our lives. Yeah. It's that idea of, like. When people say, like, just think good thoughts and it'll make your depression go away. I fucking hate that. Okay, I fucking hate that. But also, Mm -hmm. it's kind of true. Yes. Like, obviously, there's a lot more involved in it. But, like, you go to any therapist and they'll be like, okay, when you have this thought, how do you combat that? And it's Mm -hmm. usually by saying something nice to yourself. Yes. Like, yes. it's it's kind of a hokey way to say it is just, like, think good thoughts and your depression will go away. Well, that's not really the full. That's not how that works. But, But, like the the techniques that do work are mm-hmm. rooted in that idea yes it's a much bigger picture than just think big th- or better right, thoughts right. you know but yeah I I feel like um I feel like it it helps it helps me at least like I always feel like there's two voices like two personalities that live in me constantly and one of them's like man you fucking bitch like why did you mess up again like you, how many times is it gonna take for you to learn this lesson and the I other side so of me mean to myself I am too all the time <laughs> And then the other side of me is like, oh, you know better, but there's always another, you know, like Mm -hmm. the nicer version of myself. Yep. And then there's the, the, the base or the middle that's like, okay, 
which one are we going to listen to today? Right, which one are we going to listen to today? It depends. It depends. It depends on how well my meds are working that I, day. Legit. <laughs> For real. Um, I, yeah. I thought that this... Um, this would be a really easy episode to have homework for our listeners. Can I say it? Yeah. I am so, I have the easiest homework ever. Do okay? it. This is literally written in our little like shared Google <laughs> Doc in capital letters. Yes. Don't ask when someone is having kids. <laughs> it is not an option. You should know better. If for some reason you live under a rock and you don't know better, this is your warning and you no longer have excuses. Yes. Don't ask when someone's having kids. Don't ask. I, we, you and I have a, I don't know, we, I, I don't need to say his name, but you and I have a mutual friend who asked us, um, I think it was on one of my statuses where I, where I said, you know, just, hey, everybody remember not to ask people when they're having kids. And he, he's like, why? But he's asked nicely instead of, oh yeah. You know, he, he was like genuinely he curious, genuinely like, to I want to understand why this is a bad question. Yes. Which is, that is totally fair. Yes. And I am more, okay, it is not everybody's job to educate you. Right. Whether what, no matter what the topic's about, right. like it's not everybody else's job to educate you. <laughs> Thank you However, for saying that. However, <laughs> I am happy to educate you. Yes. So please ask me. I'm yes. I'm willing to answer and yes. I will do my best to be polite about it. So some of those reasons we've already talked about. Like one might be health issues. Yeah, it might be health issues. It might be fertility issues. Yep. It might be finance issues. Yes. It might just be you don't fucking want to. Yes. Um, it it might be an abusive situation. It yes. might like there are there are hundreds of reasons yes. why a person or couple could be choosing to wait, not choosing to wait, mm-hmm. or not having children at all yeah and it it may be within their control and it may not be and it could be very emotional that journey that they're on like it could just absolutely so hurtful to be like well and here's the thing I think that no matter what their reasoning is Mm -hmm. there's some level of pain associated with it Uh, yeah yes and I I mean we kind of touched on this earlier about like there being some level of grief Mm mm-hmm I think that applies to all because even if you're just making the choice because you don't want kids, then you have to deal with the pain of people constantly needing a reason from you. And it, so in my mind, I think it kind of just puts in like little seeds of self-doubt, you know, yeah, like absolutely. even though I'm a like, confident person, like it just still people like, coming up to you all the time yeah. and saying like, oh, you're not having kids. That's so weird. It makes you doubt yourself, yeah. even though you may have thought about it. You probably did think about it mm-hmm. and decide it's not what's best for you. It's like people constantly telling you that you don't know what's best for you and that yeah. they know better. Yeah. So even if it is rude, <laughs> it's rude. Okay. It's just rude. Yeah. That's the point we're getting at. But like, so whether, whether it's a choice because it just, they just don't want kids or there is some deeper story behind it. Mm-hmm. It brings a lot of emotion to the table, and that emotion is very rarely good emotion. Right. It For me, like, I, I'll steal a quote that one of my friends said to me, like, um, there's, it, in my indecision right now, like, there is that, there is that element of grief or unsettledness. Like it, it would just be nice to have my mind made up. Absolutely. You know, like I, like she says, um, 
the phrase was, I want to want to have kids. Yes. Because then it would be like, you at least have a goal in mind. Right. Or your mind made up. It's hard to be in, in it's hard to be in indecision. Yeah. Being in that place where you're like, I could or I couldn't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if I like a hundred percent decided like it's not worth it I'm not gonna do it I don't want kids even if I just decided like maybe I I don't want kids maybe I'm just happy living my life the way that I am Mm -hmm. I at least have reasons to like back it up and defend myself yeah whereas like when I'm in this indecision place it's like well I'm not saying no Mm -hmm. but I'm not really saying yes either yep (laughs) and it's like you can't defend yourself and so you just feel like you're getting pummeled from all sides it does it kind of does feel like that I feel like it I feel like we should normalize the response to that question like hey when are you having kids I feel like the the programmed response response could just be like I want mine to be well that's a very personal question right period end of sentence end of sentence yep that's a really personal question that I don't have to answer and if they feel awkward about that that's their emotion that they need to sit with right (laughs) you know I don't need to keep being pummeled like you said (laughs) yeah like that's a very person it's yes it's a very personal question and I am not obligated to share it with you (laughs) yeah period so you know this episode is going to air around the holidays so if you're one of those people who are going to ask your cousin like hey when are they going to have some kids don't or if you're one of the people that doesn't want to be asked that question, share this podcast with your friends and family. A little passive aggressive. Hey, listen to this before Christmas next week. Yes. You know what? Yes. Let's let's have a practice exercise, okay? Uh, hey, Courtney, when are you going to have kids? You know, Alex, that's a pretty personal question. I don't I don't feel comfortable answering that. Oh, that's fair. Anyway, how's your Th- plans for Thanksgiving coming along, Alex. They're good. They're good. <laughs> See, and then we're on there to the we next go. conversation. The next awkward. topic, moving on. The homework works. <laughs> hey, Naomi, when are you having kids? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that also works, friends. That's also acceptable. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> See, in other news. <laughs> you can go home and practice in the mirror, whatever you want your response to be. <laughs> I, I want to put in... Um, for my homework for the listeners, I would love it if you as parents and people that just like kids um, or even those that don't like kids and have to be around them, um, go check out either on Facebook, TikTok or Instagram. There's a guy named Mr. Chaz, C-H-A-Z-Z. Um, I think his handle is like Mr. Chaz, Mr. Chaz or something like that. You will find him if you just search Mr. Chaz. He has these um, like 60 second little videos, um, where he breaks down, um, like, uh, tantrums or he'll break down, um, uh, when kids won't eat foods that you want them to try or uh, just so many different, like, parenting topics, um, spanking or, um, bribing, um, and he he kind of dismantles the social aspect of uh, or the socially acceptable way to parent, which sometimes isn't good. And then he breaks or then he shows you the psychology behind um, why you should maybe try a different method. Literally just went on TikTok and followed. Nice. So. 
thanks for that (laughs) and then he also has some videos where he does like he he does like these funny little songs to like sing with your kids to help them learn that you know sharing is caring kind of bullshit like that it's not bullshit but kind of just stuff like that. important life lessons told in a funny way to reach a child's mind yes i think he's brilliant he takes people's questions in in direct messages and then kind of like um uses them as tools to teach his audience um and it's great because it's bite-sized information. You can yeah. watch like four while you're sitting on the toilet. You Absolutely. Know? I think, yes, Mr. Chaz, <clears throat> great. Go follow yep. him for sure. Yep. But more generally also just like do a little research. Yeah. Find a, find a tick, like a teacher on TikTok that yep. you like to follow that likes to talk about how she handles situations in her classroom. Like, yeah. Find a some way to keep yourself educated. Yeah. Because like the longer that that time progresses, the more science and psychology we get to learn and get to discover. And it's not that we have to be like, oh, these parents are horrible parents. It's just like, oh, my gosh, we have more tools we can use now because we have learned more, you know, and and I. I will die on this hill. Like kids are not resilient, you know, like kids are products of their trauma and they have coping mechanisms, but they're not, kids should not not resilient. resilient. No, they shouldn't have to be. And so like, um, little, little things add up to be big things in, in kids' lives. It, it, It stays with them into, into adulthood. And if that freaks you out as a parent, I'm so glad it does. So, have you ever met a really fucked up adult? <laughs> Chances yeah. are it started when they were a resilient child. Absolutely. And and every single one of us has had to be resilient in some aspect, you know, and it's our responsibility, like I said before, it's our responsibility to try to break down the whys behind our actions and our emotions and yes. we're all supposed to and that's not to <laughs> say to bubble forward. wrap your children you no. don't need to bubble wrap them they nope. do still need to learn how to live life and be good humans but sometimes you might discover there's a more effective way of teaching that stuff than what you're doing now and maybe not maybe you're doing everything great and if that's the case um congratulations good job (laughs) here's your pat on the back here's your pat on the back uh let's head over to where we air our dirty laundry with two wins and a fail (laughs) here's our workout i only have i only have so many stingers for you i didn't i I used them all up already no i like this one and wipe the sweat you did great (laughs) feel good about yourself beautiful so two wins and a fail is where we celebrate being authentic and um trying to do our part with taking the veil we're peeking around the curtain social media makes our lives look shiny and great but let's be honest none of ours none of our lives are like that so i like to share our quote quote failures and i also think it's important to praise ourselves when we win because praising ourselves is not the same as being a cocky bitch that's the truth and like also we're like all really bad at taking compliments uh yeah yep i (laughs) definitely (laughs) my partner like whenever he gives me a compliment i turn red and i get all giddy and he's like she's embarrassed (laughs) but like we can't take compliments from other people, but we also can't just, like, take compliments from ourselves. Right? 
so like let's practice giving ourselves compliments I so think that we when should. other people give them to us we can just say thank you yes. and move on with our day yes let's be examples do you want to do your wins and fails first or do you want me to i don't um, care um i don't care okay I can- you go first. Okay, I'll go first, and you end the guest, the best for last. Okay, okay so my, uh, one of my wins is uh, very related to this topic. I went and hung out with one of my bandmates. Um, he was a bandmate way back in the day. Um, love him and his wife and his kids, and I got to hang out with him this weekend. Um, and uh, hung out with his kid, and uh, we went to, we drove to the bakery, and um, as he, as we were driving around, he's like, Naomi, you, you, you talk really like, I don't know how he said it. How did he say it? Uh, you speak really great to kids. And I, I was beaming every, <laughs> anytime someone like compliments like that, I'm good with kids. Like I, uh, I feel, I feel like those compliments are just so valuable to me because well, it, it leans back into that self-doubt thing of yeah. like you work with kids and if you doubt that you're good with kids it's like am I bad at my job does I know. this mean I need to find a new career like it yeah it turns into this death spiral and it's something so, it's true that's awesome it's and true you are really great with kids thank you <laughs> thank you and period <laughs> I accept that compliment <laughs> but no it's like it, the, being good with kids and like understanding kids and being able to like have them be able to you know talk to me um, freely, like I, it's very important to me. So yes. when someone recognizes it, it makes me feel really great about myself. Um, yay, Colin. Fa- yay. Thanks, and Colin. And yay, Naomi. Thank you. A fail. I don't, I, I would not label this as a fail, but, um, something that I was kind of discouraged about, um, that I had happened to me very recently is, um, like I, I've been very vocal on this podcast about, all of my therapy that I love going yeah. to. And, um, I, I was going pr- very frequently for about a year and a half. And then Karen and I decided that we were going to take a, a break to see how I could stand on my own two feet and apply the tools myself and blah, blah, blah. And you graduated. I graduated. <laughs> and, um, recently, and I asked her like when she said, you know, <laughs> happy graduation I was happy but I also had a little anxiety because I'm like oh god like what I asked her what's going to be the backslide like what are the going to be the, the clues mm-hmm. to tell me that I should come back for a session or two and um it happened <laughs> it, that's and, okay though that's normal right yes and so I I um I, I don't need to go into what it was but I just uh recognized um something kind of creeping back in yeah and um I was frustrated with myself because you know, I'm like, oh, I thought I was over that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it came back. But I guess that's my second win as well because I, previous, or pre-therapy, I wouldn't have even recognized that this right. is something that I can deal with. You used the tools that Karen gave you I the did. way that you were supposed to. Yes. And so that's my second win. Happy day, Naomi. Gold stars for me. Good job. <laughs> All the gold stars will start a sticker chart in the office. I think we should. Oh my God. I'm so here <laughs> for it. I'm heading to Hobby Lobby directly after this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, just not kidding. Not Hobby Lobby. They're evil. Let's go to Michael's. We'll go to Michael's. <laughs> okay, um, what's yours? <laughs> okay. So I guess my first win would be um, last evening. Um, okay, this is really stupid. <laughs> I, I am one of those people that like I am really great. Actually, my partner is really great <laughs> at keeping up on our laundry. Yep. 
and never putting it away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like at any given time, I have minimum of two to three baskets of clean laundry. I know how that goes. Just, just sitting in my room. Yes. And we're both really bad about it. He is really great at keeping up on the laundry. Praise him. Uh, <laughs> he's much better at cleaning our house than I am. Uh, um, screw gender norms. Right. But, um, <laughs> fuck the patriarchy. Um, and so he has been really great at keeping up on laundry and stuff while I've been in rehearsals for Cinderella because I've just been stupid busy and getting home really late. Yeah. Um, and we live in a shared household where we can only do laundry so late. Anyway. Yep. Too much information. Um, <laughs> but we spent last night and put away all of Yay. our clean laundry. <laughs> and it's one of those things that's so dumb. But like, it no, makes it's not. It like, I felt like a weight lifted off my chest because it's like, yes. hey, I know where that shirt is that I'm looking for because it's where it's fucking supposed to be. I know exactly what you mean. I, it's not, it's not stupid. It like, it, you know, those little things kind of eat away in the back of your mind sometimes. Yes. And it feels good to have the weight lifted. Well, and it's like getting dressed every morning feels more stressful than it needs to be because right. I don't know where anything's at. Yes. Gold so, star for you. Yes. So gold star number one. Um, gold star number two. Um, again, I don't know when this episode will come out, um, but as of recording, mm -hmm. we just opened Cinderella Yay! this past weekend, um, and it is my first show in nine years. Wow, yeah. Um, I took a nine-year hiatus after dropping out of theater school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, another podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it just, it felt really, really good, and yeah. I... Um, Kind of on top of that, like over the last several months, it it was a big deal for me to do something just because I wanted to do it. Yeah. And because it was fun and because I enjoyed it. And and getting back into theater and doing Cinderella has been that for me. So to see it kind of Yay. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> opening weekend has been really great. So Hooray. Um, I'm really happy about that. And it's been been really great. So. Gold star. Yay, gold stars. <laughs> um, and... I guess on top of that, come see the show. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't close till December 19th, so you probably still have time when this comes out. Do it. Um, if not, Kinky Boots opens in February, and it's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess my fail would be that we are recording this the week of Thanksgiving, and I have to make food <laughs> uh, for tomorrow. Oh, shit, Courtney. Not started at all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you do not feel sorry. I uh, can't plan my life, apparently. Oh, my God. Um, so that's my poor time management coming to a head this week where I'm like, oh, I still have to like boil potatoes and stuff to get ready for tomorrow oh, to make God. my life easier. Do you need in me the to come run. over and help you since you're helping me on um, this podcast? No, I. Again, my wonderful partner went to the store and bought everything for me today. So I literally just have to go home and assemble things. Thanks, John. So thank you, John. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be my fail that I am not as prepared for the week as I would like to be. <laughs> uh, story of my life. Yes. I always feel like I have my shit together and then something happens and I just don't. Right. Just knocks you back down <laughs> a peg. <laughs> well, there you have it, friends. We've shared our... Uh, literally dirty laundry. Yeah, my <laughs> literal dirty laundry. Um, don't ever come to my house. <laughs> don't come unprepared or don't come unannounced. You know? I need at least 72 hours notice. <laughs> at least, yes. Oh my gosh. So uh, we reached our time. Thank you so much, friends, for being here again with, um, with me and my friends on The Ruckus. Um, if you weren't 
listening at the beginning of the episode, here it comes again. The Ruckus is part of the LAS Podcast Network, and that's a network here in Cedar Rapids where a bunch of local creators share their talents with us. Uh, So if you want to be a super supporter and be really cool, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus to learn how you can support us even further. Uh, Remember to leave us a five-star review, and if you don't like it, you can fuck off. You can fuck off. That was much better than the first time around. Thank you. Much less stumbling. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for noticing. (laughs) Good job. Okay. I'll, you'll, wait. Fuck, now I'm screwing up. I was going to say I'll I'll see you next time, but they don't see it. So you'll hear me next time. Okay, we're ending. Okay, I love you, friends. Some more than others. Bye. Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.